You're listening to the Professional Brotherhood Podcast, because when the alarm sounds, nobody cares if you're career or volunteer. What is up, gang? Welcome back to the show, and... I don't I, like. I don't know. I've said this before. It's been a while. Time gets away from us. Um, I promise that uh, the Karen and I have some things in the works, uh, and we are going to get back to regular recording. I threw a post out a few weeks ago uh, asking for some topic suggestions, asking for some potential guests, and you guys flooded our uh, our inbox uh, with some. Great suggestions, and we are absolutely going to hit on um, several of those suggestions because they're just they're just great topics. Um, but for today, for today, I'm um, I'm on the road. I'm traveling today. You might hear a little background noise because I'm in the car, and I uh, I've been hit with some photos and video and more photos of some things going on out there in the fire service that people probably don't want to talk about, um, but we're going to talk about it. And here's what it is. So, so there's been some wild, there's been some wild calls in, uh, in New York, well, in the Northeast, there's been some wild calls in the Northeast, uh, in the past few weeks. Um, Special operations type calls, um, storm related calls. Um, New York, uh, just below me in a neighboring county, got freaking hammered um, a couple of days ago. Um, and uh, volunteer and career departments, along with special operations teams, were just um, were just inundated with responses in a short period of time because of it. Um, and then there was some other stuff that's been sent to me on, on some what should be. I know I don't usually like to use the, the word routine call, but what, what should be a, a routine response for anybody in the fire service, whether volunteer or career, it doesn't matter, right? Because we say that all the time. It doesn't matter. Same job, no paycheck. I don't care. Don't use it as an excuse. But anyway, so here's what we're going to talk about today in this in this somewhat short uh, mutual aid type episode, okay, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about response, response, preparation, um, and the need to act, right? And what you should do if your agency is not prepared to act, even though you might be the primary agency that responds uh, within your jurisdiction. All right. So I talk about this often because I do. Uh, uh, most of you know I do quite a bit in the water rescue world, um, but I, I also um, teach pretty much every awareness class out there that there is, whether it's uh, uh, trench rescue or building collapse or hazmat awareness or water or ice or whatever level there, whatever there is, um, I, I, I've probably been fortunate enough to uh, present that material, right? 
And in any awareness level class, right, the premise is to basically give you enough information so that you know how not to get yourself or your team in trouble, how not to put yourself in harm's way, uh, the things to look out for, right, the red flags, the alarms that should go off, the light bulbs that should go off in your head when you go to these certain responses, and who to call if you do uh, find yourself um, at one of these responses where you're, where you're just not set up, right? Whether, again, whether you don't have the proper training or you don't have the proper equipment, whatever the hell it may be, but you're there, you got called, it's your jurisdiction, it's your fire district, and you're looking at an incident that you know that you cannot, you're not prepared to handle, that your people are not prepared to handle, that you don't have the, the proper equipment to handle the situation, but you've now been put in this shit. I'm here, right? I've been called, do I have the duty to act, right? Do I need to act? And, and I think the first question that you probably need to ask yourself is, is there a life hazard, right? Is there a life hazard? So let's take, let's take a storm-related water call, flooding condition, right? Uh, Mrs. Jones decided to drive her car where she probably shouldn't have, and she's now sitting in her car in a water condition, right? So is there a life hazard, right? If you don't act now, could Mrs. Jones potentially die due to the situation that she put her in, right? Okay, again, we did not put Mrs. Jones in that situation, right? We didn't do it, right? But we get there, and it doesn't matter if we're fire-related, EMS, law enforcement. We see this happen all the time, right? Uh, people put their life at risk to attempt to save somebody else's life. But do we do that recklessly, right? So how can I easily relate this? If I can't swim and Mrs. Jones is fell off the boat, and she's floating out in the middle of the lake, and she's drowning, and I know that I can't swim, am I going to go jump in the lake to try to save Mrs. Jones? Probably not, because I know damn well that I can't swim, and I could potentially lose my life trying to save hers, right? So we don't we don't take unnecessary or unwarranted risks for civilian life hazards, right, if we're not trained to the proper level to actually potentially make that safe, right? Risk versus reward. If I don't have the people that are capable of taking the risk, well, there's not going to be a reward, right, probably because I'm going to end up putting rescuers' lives at risk, to save a civilian, okay? So we really need, you know, sometimes we, we show up and we do this size up and we think, 
I utilize the term accidentally successful all the time, right? All the time. Because lots of times we are accidentally successful in some of the things that we do. We know that we're taking a risk. We know that we might not be trained to the level that we need to be trained. We know, we know that we might not have the proper equipment to do what we're about to do, but we do it anyway and we're successful, right? And then we get back to the station and we high five one another and we post shit on Facebook and, and give ourselves lots of attaboys. But if we did a tailboard talk and we really analyzed what we just did, were we actually successful or were we accidentally successful, right? So over the past couple of weeks, again, I've been inundated with topic suggestions and photos and video of people putting themselves at risk, right? Whether it's a situation that they're not trained for, whether it's a boat operation, all right, in an area that the boat was not designed for, or the people operating the boat were not trained for, yet they put themselves in harm's way anyway and got themselves in trouble, and thankfully nobody died, right? Or because it was a storm-related call and they didn't have the proper gear, for example, wearing an ice rescue suit in moving water, right? where it's, you're in a flooding condition, right? And it's storm water and it's moving and that's all you have. You don't have dry suits, you don't have PFDs, um, you don't have the proper equipment. So you're like, oh, well, we got these ice rescue suits. Let's try these on, right? Because they have flotation and I can tie a rope to them. But, and again, I'm not here to teach a class, but anybody listening to this that has sat through any even awareness level training knows that you do not utilize an ice rescue suit in moving water, right? And you absolutely, even if it's icy moving water, you don't utilize an ice rescue suit in moving water. And you absolutely never hard tie yourself to a rope in moving water, i.e. the connection on an ice rescue suit, right? No breakaway, right? Hard tied to a person in moving water, right? So there's just another example. Um, basic stuff, guys, basic stuff. Um, car fires and SCBAs, right? Um, listen, it's 2023. It's not 1975 anymore, right? You, you don't wear, you don't not wear an SCBA when you're fighting a vehicle fire, right? The, the toxins coming off of a vehicle fire are horrific. There is absolutely no reason to put your membership in harm's way at a vehicle fire by not wearing an SCBA. This is, this is the correlation I generally make when it comes to vehicle fires when I'm talking to probationary firefighters. I ask them, once a vehicle, on, once a vehicle is on fire, have you ever seen it back on the road, right? Have you ever seen a vehicle that was on fire back on the road? And of course, 99% of the time, the answer is no, we have not. Well, that is because a vehicle fire, um, a vehicle that was in a vehicle fire is gonna be nothing more 
then an insurance claim after that vehicle fire. So why in why in why in the hell would we take any risk whatsoever at at a vehicle fire unless there's a life hazard, right? And even then, right? Put on the SCBA. Take the extra 30 seconds, right, to a minute if you're slow, right? And put the SCBA on your back. Right? So these these are all the things that we've been seeing and here's the kicker, guys. Here's the kicker, right? This is what got me started on this path right in the very beginning was watching volunteer firefighters, watching firefighters in the volunteer service get pissed off because they were getting torn apart on websites like Hitting It Hard from the Yard and Spot the Vile Chief, right? Getting torn apart and getting upset about it, right? But we're our own worst enemy. Why? Because not only are we doing these things, not only are we doing these things that we shouldn't be doing in the first place, but then we're posting it on social media for the entire world to see and giving ourselves attaboys. So, listen, I have said this over and over again, right? I am super, super thankful that people entrust me and Kara, right, with the good and bad of the volunteer fire service, right? We are extremely thankful that people entrust us with the good and bad of the volunteer fire service, right? And we are extremely thankful and grateful that we have the platform to be able to point this stuff out. And if you listen to an episode like this and you're like, whoa, he could be talking about me. He's talking about my department. Fuck him. Listen, you have the wrong attitude to be in this job, right? Because I'll be the first one to tell you that I have made plenty of mistakes in my professional life and my personal life. Plenty of mistakes, right? And I have made the wrong call as a fire chief, as a firefighter, many a time. But here's the big one, my friends. Here's the big one. When somebody calls you out on something that you do, when somebody calls you out on something that you do, do you not do it again and fix the problem? Or do you say, fuck them and go out and do it again? Because I'm telling you, you heard it here first. One day, one day, being accidentally successful, taking chances that shouldn't be taken because you feel the need to act, even though you know that you're not prepared, your people aren't prepared, and you don't have the right equipment, one day it's going to catch up to you. And I honestly hope it doesn't, because more than likely if it catches up to you, it's going to catch up to you in either an injury or a loss of life of one of your members. And we don't want that for you, right? We want you to listen to this podcast. We want you to listen to what we're pointing out, to what people are sending us, right? And realize that, hey, we can do better. We can do better. You know what? If you don't have the finances, you don't have the people to train, well, there's a very simple answer. And unfortunately, it might not be an immediate answer, 
But the answer is, who's close to you that can handle the situation that you need handled, right? So if you know damn well that you don't have any people trained to go in the water or to, or to do a water rescue, who does? Put them on automatic response. If you know that you can't handle a trench collapse, put them on automatic response. If you don't have extrication tools to do an extrication call, put somebody on automatic response. Come on. Stop with the ego shit. Nobody cares, right? Nobody cares. We all raise our hand, right, and take an oath to protect and serve. That doesn't mean that we need to put our life on the line because we're not properly trained and we don't have the right equipment, right, unnecessarily. We're being stupid. We're being stupid, right? There's no need to be stupid. There's no need to be accidentally successful, okay? There's not. Let's think about it, right? Do the research. Ask the questions. Go out and speak to experts in the different fields and ask them how you can better prepare yourself for the next time that it happens, right? But don't just unnecessarily put your people in harm's way and be accidentally successful because eventually you're not going to be successful. So again, we probably struck some nerves today. I'm sorry. I hope you put on your big boy pants and you understand where we're coming from. We're not pointing fingers, all right? Um, but this is what we do. This, you know, this is this is why we get the feedback that we get from a lot of you that say, hey, listen, I really appreciate you, you know, speaking about this topic. You know, I appreciate you guys speaking about this topic because I just had this situation at my firehouse and I was trying to speak up, but nobody was listening to me. And they basically said, hey, shut up, kid, go back in the corner, and keep your mouth shut. Right. No. We're, we're, we're thankful that some of you pass this stuff along to us. Again, we're super thankful that you've been patient through our lack of content and episodes. I know a lot of you have been catching up with past episodes and past content, and I thank you for that. And, and we truly thank you for reaching out and giving us ideas for our future content because, look, Kara and I are human. We, we, we both are pulled in a gazillion different directions. Uh, work, life, family, um, you know, they, they all kind of, uh, this is kind of, it, it is second to all of those things, right? Because those are important things to the both of us. Um, and we are going to get back to something more regular. Um, and, and we appreciate you guys being patient with us while we do do that. So please continue to stay in touch. Um, we truly appreciate it. Uh, reach out through our um, social media feeds at professional.brotherhood, uh, at St. Florian Fitness, um, professionalvff at gmail.com. Again, professionalvff at gmail.com. Uh, you guys know how to get in touch with us. And again, we appreciate it. We thank you. Please stay safe out there and keep doing what you do. You guys are awesome. Until next time.